Welcome to Dodgers Daily. I'm Casey Porter. I'm so glad that you decided to tune in. Before we get started, if you like this kind of content, click that like button, leave a comment, tell all your friends about it, and share this video so we can keep providing you content like this in the future for Dodgers Daily. Hey, today's feature is on all the candidates in the Dodgers system that might play that committee role in the closers role. Dave Roberts has come out recently and said that Craig Kimbrell is no longer the exclusive closer for the Dodgers, and so there are a lot of candidates that might take over in that committee. Some guys might take over more of a role than others. We're going to cover everybody in the system today that might be part of that committee, so let's not waste any more time. Let's get right to it, and let's talk Dodgers baseball. Evan Phillips is the most logical choice, in my opinion, if the Dodgers end up making the role exclusive again, meaning just having one closer like they did with Craig Kimbrell for a multitude of reasons. The obvious is that he has performed just extremely well this year in 2022. His ERA is 1.24 on the year. His whip is just 0.74. His average against is just 149. And his strikeout to walk ratio is 4.8 to 1. And he has walked just 14 hitters and 58 innings. All those metrics fall in line perfectly for high leverage situations, including, yes, definitely a closer's role because they show how hard Phillips has been to hit on the year, that he doesn't give up free bases regularly, and when he gets in a jam, he can strike hitters out. He has swing and miss type stuff. From a stuff perspective, you're seeing here, the closer role suits Phillips very well, in my opinion. His slider breaks left, his two-seam sinker breaks right, and his four-seam gives that rising effect so he has every kind of shape that he needs to get every kind of hitter out. That mix, in my opinion, is very Mariano Rivera-ish, meaning the type of stuff that he has, it's the same type of shapes that Rivera used to use to get hitters out. That's the type of stuff that Phillips has as far as the shape of his pitches that he has and how he sets up to attack hitters. And we all know how well the career of Mariano Rivera went. If you click the picture on my article, if you go to my article or Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. I will have these videos as far as all the action of Phillips that you can see all of these shapes in action that I'm talking about, the slider breaking left, the two seam breaking right, and then the riding effect of the fastball of his four seam. And you can see just how difficult it is on hitters for Evan Phillips. So if I had my choice as far as if the Dodgers make the closers role exclusive again, Evan Phillips would be number one for me. Blake Trinan would probably be choice number one if he could stay healthy, so I hesitate to put him on this list because he has been fighting injury, and I'm not sure anybody in the world, including himself, is exactly sure if he's going to be available and if he is at what capacity. So I hesitate to put Blake Trinan on this list, but I'll tell you what, we all know when he is healthy, he is one of the best relief pitchers in the game. Trinan is currently on the 15-day IL due to right shoulder tightness. I have been around right shoulder tightness or shoulder injuries or shoulder tightness in the past. I've had it myself. I can tell you this, it is never, ever a quick recovery. So I really, really, really hesitate with anything that is shoulder related. So we'll see how it goes, but I just don't see a quick resolution to the shoulder issue for training. So I hesitated to put him on the list, but I did it anyways because he has been so good and we all know how good he is in high leverage situations. He just recently came off the 60-day IL, which was his second time this year. He had been put on that 60-day IL. He threw seven times for Oklahoma City in August, and he threw six innings total for AAA Oklahoma City. Then he has thrown twice for Los Angeles for a total of two innings with the big club. So he has thrown eight innings total since April 14th. So to put a guy in a high leverage role like closer, 
when he's only thrown eight innings since April 14th. I don't care how good he's been in the past, like Blake Trinan has been. That would be a big risk to take, especially considering that he is coming off of a lot of IL situations. So there's no chance that he would take the exclusive role of closer. I'm not saying that at this point. But I am saying that if, if things do work out and he becomes available in the playoffs with a guy that the kind of experience that he has, he could certainly get three outs at a time for the Dodgers in the playoffs. And they might be the last three outs of a game. So, like I said, we know he is more than qualified from a mental aspect and a mental perspective to get big outs in big games. So his case uh, in this stage is wait and see for the Dodgers. In his last outing, his four-seam was 96-97, to 97, so his velo was good, so that's a good thing. His two-seam was 96, so that's a good, uh, good thing too. His slider was 84, so his velo numbers look very good, so it's just simply a wait and see to see if he's available and if he is to what capacity for Blake Trinan. Chris Martin would be my second choice behind Evan Phillips if, again, the Dodgers ditch the closer by committee concept that Dave Roberts put forth to the media the other day and just go back to having one closer. Chris Martin would be my second choice behind Evan Phillips. He has just been fantastic since he came over from the Cubs. He was picked up in a trade with them and since becoming a Dodger Martin has an ERA of just 1.71 in his 21 innings with LA a whip of just 0.52 an average against of just 133 and a strikeout to walk ratio of check this out 10 to 1 a strikeout ratio of 10 to 1 how about that he has walked just four hitters Chris Martin has in 21 innings so that would equate to less than two walks per nine innings for Chris Martin, so it's always very important if you're in high leverage situations at the back end of games that you don't give away free bases, and Chris Martin has shown that he does not do that. So those statistics play in any role, certainly, and they definitely play in high leverage roles, a role that he is surely going to be asked to play moving forward. We know he's going to have to pitch high leverage innings. Will it be the last three outs of a game? He certainly, I think, could do that, and for not just from a statistical perspective, I think his stuff also plays very well for a late inning leverage, high leverage type guy. He is six foot eight, so his fastball has a lot of vertical drop to it, and it is touching 97 miles an hour. Not only does it have vertical drop to it when he throws it up in the zone at the top of the zone, it has a great riding effect, a rising effect to it that gets a lot of swing and miss at the top of the zone, and being 97, he's able to carry it at the bottom of the zone, so that four seam is a very good pitch for him. He also throws a cutter in the 91 to 92 range, a two seam sinker at 95 to 96, so he's able to throw that four seam to carry the bottom of the zone and hit the top of the zone, give the riding effect. Then he's able to throw that two seam sinker that gives that right turn effect, so he has the rise, he has the right turn, he throws an occasional splitter as well, which gives that tumble and fade to it. So I think, um, you know, that Chris Martin has the stuff. He has the mentality. He has been pitching very, very, very well. And I think he is definitely, if the Dodgers decide, hey, let's just go back to one closer, I think he's candidate number two behind Evan Phillips. If they continue to go closer by committee, I think he is one of the guys that will get the most chances at getting the last three outs of a game. Right-hander Bruzdar Gratterall has the classic stuff to become a big-time closer. We all know that he has one of the most powerful arms in the game. He hit 100 miles an hour on three different pitches in his last outing. He's also had a very good year despite injuries here in 2022. His ERA is just 296 on the year. 
His whip is 0.92, and his average against is just 196. So hitters are just hitting 196 on bruised R. Gratterall, and his strikeout to walk ratio is 4 to 1, which is very good. But, you know, with 100 plus stuff, I really thought it would be maybe a little bit better than that. But bruised R. Gratterall has a big arm, and he has been pitching very well. He has walked just 10 hitters in 45.2 innings, which would be just two walks over nine innings, which is very good. So, like Evan Phillips, those metrics are ideal for high leverage innings because not many runners are getting on base. And when they do, Gratterall has strikeout stuff to get himself out of jams. And he has a lot of energy, as you see. I love watching him pitch. He's very fun to pitch. There you see it on your screen. I love those mannerisms. His stuff, like I said, it's classic closer type stuff with two speeds. He throws two speeds hard and harder. His four seam, it's 100 plus. And when he needs to, he pairs that with a slider that breaks left, a two seam sinker that breaks right, and a cutter that is meant to move away from barrels. So I think Bruzdar Gratterall, if the Dodgers continue to have closer by committee, he will get a lot of chances to get the last three outs of a game. If they decide to go exclusively just to one guy, I think he will be a candidate and in the running to be that one guy. But definitely if the Dodgers stay closer by committee, he will have chances to get the last three outs of games. Alex Vesia might be the best left-handed relief pitcher in the game. I haven't crunched the numbers and compared all the lefties in the major leagues. But if there is one better, I'd like to see him. Vesia has an ERA on the year of 226, a whip of 1.14, an average against of 172, and a strikeout to walk ratio of three to one. Vesia is perfectly suited as a middle relief guy like he's been used, a matchup lefty like he's been used, or a setup guy like he's been used at times as well, but could easily close some games with the right matchups if Dave Roberts sticks with his idea like we've talked about of closing by committee. Vesia features a forcing fastball that gives that, we've talked about it already, it gives that rising effect it looks like to the hitters, that pitch is actually rising. They call that ride. He also throws a slider that you're seeing in this video that he can throw to the back foot of righties or to the back door of righties, or that just simply sweeps away from lefties. And then he also has a changeup that tumbles downward and fades right. So he has all of, actually his fades left as a lefty. So he has all of the different shapes of pitches. You just saw a good slider there. There is that four seam. See how that looks like that rises to the hitter with Alex Vesia. So, like I said, he has every shape that he needs. There's a good four seam that he carried at the bottom of the zone. So, like I said, he has every shape he needs to get both right-handed and left-handed hitters out. So, he doesn't have to be a matchup guy if you don't want him to be. And so, I think he could get three outs or maybe even six outs if you need him uh, in a save scenario or a just the last three outs or last six outs of a game. You don't necessarily have to call it a closer roll. Just say, hey, you're getting three outs in a game or you're getting six outs this game. No matter when they come, they might come in the fourth and fifth inning and they might come in the eighth and ninth inning. I think if you do that, Alex Vesia has been one of the best left-handed pitchers in the game, if not the best left-handed pitcher in the game, and I think he could certainly do that. Yancy Almonte was hitting 95 consistently with Oklahoma City with his fastball in his last outing just the other day. So he is ready to return to L.A. in my opinion. Almonte came to the Dodgers in the offseason from the Rockies and immediately ditched his four seam. The Dodgers sat him down. They put the metrics to him and they put a plan together. And that was to ditch his four seam in favor of his two seam. And he paired that with his really, really plus plus slider. And it has been a total game changer for Almonte, the right-hander from Miami. He has started throwing his four seam again. 
So now he has his two-seam sinker that he's throwing the most, but he started incorporating that four-seam again, but more as just an addition and certainly not to replace his two-seam. And Almonte has a long shot, I know, for this role as closer, so don't get me wrong here. I know he has a long shot, but... Again, if this role is done by committee, he is more than capable of getting three outs at a time in a game. And who's to say they won't be the last three outs of a game if it's all done by matchups, which is usually what happens when a role is done by committee. So how good has he been? Almonte has an ERA of just 1.15 on the year, a whip of just 0.89, an average against of just 187, and a strikeout to walk ratio of 3 to 1. So I'll bet you're surprised at just how effective Yancy Almonte has been. So like I said, if this thing stays by committee, there is no doubt that Almonte can get big outs, three outs at a time, maybe six outs at a time. And who's to say they are not the last three outs of a game. So Yancy Almonte, another candidate to get the last three outs of the game. I don't want to call it a closer's role per se if it's done by committee, but certainly a candidate to get the last three outs of a game. We're going to get into a couple of my dark horses on my list. And like I said, I know they are dark horses, but they have both had very successful seasons and are both very good pitchers, Caleb Ferguson and Tommy Canely. Ferguson has had some stops and starts to deal with in 2022, but overall, he's had a great year for Los Angeles. His ERA is just 1.97. His whip is just 0.97. His average against is just 171. And his strikeout to walk ratio is 3.2 to 1. So like I said, he's had a great year for Los Angeles when he's been healthy. Lately, he has been exclusively a two-pitch pitcher, featuring a four-seam that's sitting 95 and a curveball that is 77 to 78. So he has a 95-mile-an-hour fastball and then a 77 to 78-mile-an-hour curveball and nothing else in between. So I'd have to think with that pitch mix, he is strictly a matchup-type guy. But who's to say the matchups aren't for the ninth inning? You know, who's to say the hitters that he matches up with the best aren't the last three hitters of the game? And in that type of scenario, I think you could bring in Caleb Ferguson, not necessarily to, to say, hey, you're getting the last three outs, but simply to say, hey, you're getting three, these three hitters out because you match up very well with them. And if those two things match up, that, that he's that he's in to face three hitters that he matches up well and they happen to also be the last three outs of a game. I think that could happen, you know, in this scenario where the Dodgers are getting the last three outs of a game by committee. So there you have it, Caleb Ferguson. This is Tommy Canley, and I know, I know Canley is a super, super dark horse. And don't think that by putting him in this podcast or in my article, I'm implying in any way, shape, or form that there's any chance he would ever be considered to take over the closer's role by himself. But Canley is very good, and he could serve a purpose out of the pen in the playoffs and could possibly get the last three outs of a game if everything lined up right and he was needed. Canley, like Ferguson, has been exclusively a two-pitch pitcher recently, with his two pitches being a four-seam fastball that is 95 and a changeup that is in the 88-90 to 90 range. His changeup is his best pitch, and he throws it a lot. If you've ever seen him pitch, you see his changeup a lot and it is a plus plus pitch it has a lot of tumble and fade to it that that pitch generates it could get a lot of swing and miss situations when hitters have some extra adrenaline in big situations of the game so again i know tommy canely is not a candidate to take the closers role exclusively by himself but like i said his changeup is a plus plus pitch so he could easily get some huge outs for the dodgers and maybe the last three outs of the game 
if the matchups lined up right again, it wouldn't be considered like, hey, you're going in to close the game. It would be like you're getting three outs in this game. I don't know when they're going to happen. We'll do it based off the matchups. And if the matchups are the best for the last three outs, that's when he would come in in the situation to where he could get the last three outs of a game for the Dodgers. So there you have it. There are the candidates that I think are the most likely to be the closers by committee that Dave Roberts talked about the other day. And if you do that, if the Dodgers continue to do that, it'll have to be done by matchups, which is very difficult because you're having to bring in a new guy every game to get the last three outs of the game, which is very nerve-wracking. You might be bringing in multiple guys to get the last three outs. That's nerve-wracking as well. But that's what Dave Roberts said the Dodgers are going to do. And those are the candidates we talked about that I think are the most likely that the Dodgers are going to do it with. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I also hope that you tune in tomorrow to Dodgers Daily. And I also hope that you go over to DodgersDaily.net. And I hope that you also visit Dodgers Daily on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. And I also hope that you become a subscriber to our Dodgers Daily Podcast. Hey, if you like this video, go ahead and click that like button, leave a comment, tell all your friends about it, share this video so we can keep providing you content like this in the future. As always, thanks for tuning in and go Dodgers.